Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number three. Welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. My name is Stephanie Ravenscraft, and I'm joined by my marvelous host, co-host, Kim. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, darling. That's great. (laughs) Also joining me in the the studio is my husband, Cliff, who is on very limited speaking terms tonight um, because he's been talking all day. He, well, he pointed out something to me while we were watching the episode, and so I told him he's not allowed to talk a lot tonight. The word, oh. the no. word is gloat. The word is gloat. <laughs> Which he's been he's been known to do once or twice in the past. So um, we'll, we'll point that out later. But we are here to discuss um, number three. In the part three of the walk on water, which was um, some um, kind of some miracle. kind of miracle, absolutely. Which I have to say, I'm not going to gloat, but did I not call a TV miracle? You called the TV miracle, honey. She has no brain damage. She has, you know, she'll be back to work in two weeks when the episode <laughs> comes back uh. on. TV miracle, which I'm glad about, but I'm so relieved. <laughs> I I'm relieved, and you know what. I'm I'm all stuffy and because I was crying like oh, me insane too. crying. I'm I'm such a baby. I'm such a TV baby. Oh, anyway, I'm glad so. they didn't take Meredith. Her character is my person. They can't take my person from me. <laughs> <laughs> and Christina felt the same way. Yes. And I love, I love when Preston comes and tells her, "Look, this woman you call your person." You know, you're not going to be able to handle not saying goodbye to her. You know, you need to come and do something about this. And um, eventually she does. But we'll we'll get into all that later. I want to start with, I came down, put my kids to bed, came downstairs. Last three minutes of, um, actually, no, I was, I was down here in plenty of time because I was watching American Idol. And it went off and I rewound back about three minutes into um, the beginning of Grey's Anatomy pushed pause to wait for my husband and my heart was already beating so fast that I couldn't breathe. Oh. I hadn't even started the episode yet. Hadn't even started it yet and I already couldn't <laughs> breathe. I was so terrified of what the outcome of this episode would be. Well, Dr. Gray did die, but it wasn't the one that but we it, were all worried about. I know. And I think it was time for Ellis. It definitely was. It was. Um, yeah. It was very um, emotionally satisfying on many different levels for yeah. for a couple of different characters. And I'm, and in the chief's case, it wasn't very relieving. But but right. I think in a sense that he will find that it will be. Absolutely, I agree with you. I love sitting there with him, um, and having him talk to her. You know, he loved this woman. You know, it just, it doesn't matter how, you know, they couldn't be together or that he chose his, at one point in his life, he loved this woman 
and now he has to say goodbye to her and I think that they did um, an excellent job of um, of having that character do that I think part of what was hard for him was the fact that he was trying to save Ellis's daughter at the time and he was there bringing Meredith back to life and he couldn't save while Ellis. Ellis lost her life right so okay what was your absolute favorite part of this episode Christina Christina yeah absolutely what what part of Christina drinking Christina rubbing feet Christina or 99 cent center Christina (laughs) (laughs) that was awesome I saw her in the in the store and I'm like she's at the dollar store I know that place I'm there all the time that's what Cliff and I said (laughs) she's at the dollar store that's awesome it's awesome and I love when she tells um Joe that the bartender she's like just shut up and look at my crap that's like two dollars worth of stuff right there man come on i am coping <laughs> shut up and look at my crab i love that and you can buy I, furniture I that, yeah and i <laughs> hope that christina put... does not get in trouble for, for leaving. leaving and then going and drinking i but i think i th- i think that they will understand and yeah probably, i don't hopefully think they'll have will. a sit down talk with her about how that happened and maybe yeah. counsel her on proper coping mechanisms <laughs> <laughs> But But my favorite part about Christina was her coming in and putting her hands on both sides of Meredith's face and just talking to her. Yeah. Oh, that was... It was so emotional. And how how she had... it, It was almost like because... Okay, Meredith mumbled something and Christina couldn't understand her. So she comes around and she's so... Sounded like she said, help me. Is is that... I I couldn't... That's what I thought she said. Okay. I, I couldn't tell and I couldn't go back enough times to make myself tell, so I gave up and went on. But she puts her hands on her on her face and her head and she says, it's almost like, because she's saying to her, your brain works. Now just say something that I can understand. It was almost like she was willing her to be okay. You, right. It, like, your was, brain works. All you need to do is right. form a word. Absolutely. Please. And then the tear falls down her cheek, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It, it was crying. It was painful, but beautiful at the same time because you see Christina's character go places that. Um, are we still good, Cliff? Keep going. Okay. Uh, our our we're good. Um, Oh, you see Christina go places that we haven't seen her go before. And and she is my favorite character. And so to see her grow in this episode and actually by going back to Meredith and being there with her in the room, she overcomes something in herself because of seeing her dad die. You know, she had separated herself from that with Meredith, but going back, I th- she, she overcomes something within herself that is just beautiful to watch right and I thought it was interesting when she first got there and she put her hands on Meredith's feet and gave him a little squeeze and it looked like for a moment she was thinking about she was going to say goodbye and then she looked up and said try again and then she said try again I love that wow that was great oh it was wonderful it was wonderful so let's move from Christina to Derek oh because Derek Derek, you had me balling. I know. I it was 
it, it, it was oh, simply amazing is what it was and patrick dempsey did a great job well of course he i mean he's really owned that character of, of right. Derek. but um when he they show him in in the waiting room with the other family you know mm-hmm. and you kind of get the that he is feeling what it's like on the other side yes you know but then to go from that to having him in ellis's room i didn't see that coming I didn't either. I thought and it was really cool that he was like venting his frustrations at her. I love and it. I understood his reasoning because she would never remember. I mean, he could but no, very I easily think, vent. I think that she understood him. You do. I do. I think that she understood him in a way that just doesn't make sense. Um and and when they when they cross when when Meredith and Ellis meet in the hallway there and they have their little crossover moment, she says, "You were anything." Well, I missed what she said at first. She said, "Don't be a something." And if anybody knows what she said, they could tell me. But I have no idea what they said. What she said first, and then she says, "You were anything but ordinary." And I think not only does she remember telling Meredith that, but I think she understood in that moment that. Derek was telling her you broke her that those words were just more than she could handle right and and she and Ellis knew that she had to correct that for her daughter to have the will to live you follow me yes absolutely great so and and then um there's just so much to cover here I I feel like I'm jumping all over the place but no I was sitting here thinking before we started recording this I don't know what to talk about because I am just emotionally drained right now from this episode. That's how I felt last oh. week. <laughs> now, I am... Um, oh, okay. We're going to jump to the end where we see Addison watching Derek and Meredith and say, he never loved me like that. You know, we never had that. I thought that right. was a profound moment for her. I mean, this whole it Meredith It was the realization. Thing, yeah. It, it made... I think it gave Addison an understanding that maybe she didn't have before. And that even by by Derek choosing her in the beginning and trying to make her marriage their marriage work, that she was he was actually giving her a disservice, you know, because he wasn't able to give her what she needed and longed for as a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, so, completely. Um and then for Mark to say, I did is he capable of that? Uh, I guess we'll find out. I don't know that he is. You know, he he made the statement, I'm flawed, I'm a wreck. But with you, it wasn't a game. You know, we'll give it 60 days. 60 days of no sex, no other women, cold turkey, and, and then maybe. Is he capable maybe. of that? Can he do that? I don't I don't know. I, 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 I kind of think that he's really going to try. I think that he may... He may make it close, but I don't think he'll he'll make it. You don't think he'll make it? I think he's too late. Honestly, I think he's too late. Even if he would make it 60 days, she's already moved her sights elsewhere. I think she has, but I think that he is willing to try. And I think he'll, maybe he will even make it, but I think you're right. She has moved her sights, and I think that she wants to be with Alex. I think so, too. And that I think she will end up being with him thinking that, Mark would have never made it. Right. And she's going to end up breaking his heart. And then we've all come full circle. Because <laughs> they've all had, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Izzy and Callie O'Malley going at it in... Ooh, the throwdown. That was... Now, I have to tell you that I cheered for Callie because she stood up for herself. Not that I, you know, I love Izzy. And she is one of the greatest characters on the show because she's so... Izzy. I don't... I can't really... (laughs) But... Callie stood up for herself and for her marriage and she said, I you know, you need to prepare be prepared to be the one that he doesn't choose. And right. I think Izzy needed to hear that, whether, you know and then George again at the end stood up for his wife, which rock on. Okay, we have um we have someone in the Yeah, uh Claire June wants to okay. uh chime in. Claire, you're online. Missed like last year's like two episodes where um, Kelly came into the episodes. I don't understand why they don't like her. Like I missed that whole time of them not liking her, and I don't understand why they don't like her. They don't like her because Izzy doesn't like her because she used the bathroom without washing her hands. You know, I I don't really know. I don't think there's any specific reason why Izzy doesn't like her. Um. Do you, Kim? Um, unfortunately, uh, I could not hear anything that Claire said. Oh. So <laughs> Okay, well, Claire says she missed two episodes where Callie was introduced last season. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't know why they don't like, why, why they, the, the George's friends don't like her. Claire doesn't know why they don't like Callie. Ah, yes. And I, I don't know that there's any specific reason except for she's not part of them. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like kind of relates to Lost is, you know, we've got our interns and the others. And Callie is one of the others. Yeah, she you is. Know? Completely. And so I, I don't know if there's a specific reason, but Claire, I can tell you that Cliff and I are going to be viewing parts of um, season two this weekend and um, every weekend following until we're caught up and so until he's caught up. And uh, so if I if I catch something viewing it the second time around, I will let you know. And um, we have another caller who wants to share something. Uh, yes, and I think this is Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. You, Chelsea, you're online. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I just, you know, I don't think anybody really addressed this, but last year um, the the whole she's my person thing, that came from when she was pregnant, when, you know, when she was having, she she was pregnant, Christina was pregnant, and she had to pick an emergency contact person, and Meredith was her person, and that whole, like, her person, I think for Christina, Meredith is so, like, important in her life, and to lose her, I think... This episode was like so pivotal in in their relationship. I agree with you. Um, I I don't know if we actually did explain what that was last week. I guess I just assumed everybody would know. Most people would know, and it it is it's a bit of a role reversal there. Yeah, absolutely. Because, oh, I just can't talk about it. (laughs) Mm. You know, that was the time when Christina needed Meredith, and now 
Meredith, Meredith needs, needs Christina. Christina. Absolutely. And Christina came back in at that moment when she was needed the most. Right. And somebody I love that was how, there to put the hands, you know. I love how and somebody's gonna call Christina selfish, I know, but I love how she just had this she just had to get it off her chest. I'm marrying Burke. I know that should not be on the top of your things on your mind right now, but I got to She was tell not you, selfish. She was I, not selfish. I don't I will think back so. her this time. That was I don't not think it. So. Um, and one of the notes that I wrote at that exact moment in time was Christina is not selfish. She realized at that this such a traumatic point that she needed to get out and she needed to say these things without hesitation because that's what's important right she needed to get that information out that was what was important at the moment i think that this is an episode where they are all going to learn well i mean the shonda said herself that that these three episodes are going to change the course of the of who they are and and i think that we've seen that with christina so we have someone else that we're going to uh this is going to be pam and let me bring pam online all right okay pam you're on live go ahead um, I just wanted to say, I felt like we learned so much about Christina in this episode, because I don't think we really know what, or we didn't know what happened to her with her dad, did we? Um, no, we knew that her dad had died, but we didn't know that she had witnessed that, no. Right, like, I, I, I couldn't, I, it sort of explains a lot about who Christina is to sit there and watch her father bleed to death or whatever. I, I agree with you. I think it, it. Especially at such a young age, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and to think that that she would watch something you know, that that would drastically change who she is as a person, and so I, I agree with you that that is. I just totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that that is, that explains so much about her, and and um, but then also being able to come back and be there for Meredith. Um, either way, whether she lived or died, to be there in that moment with Meredith, I think is changing Christina maybe to the person she would have been had she not lost her dad. Um, but I think we have one more person for now. Uh, yes, we have Remarkable Mark. Mark- ah, Mark, hey! Hi, everybody. How Hi, are Mark. you? Um, listen, I am doing well, but I got a vent about Izzy because she's being a witch. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, I love her. She's a great character, but I mean, she's just really going heavy on uh, on Callie, and I think it has, you know, like I said at, at last week, I think there's there's obviously they're starting to write in to the story that she's got feelings for George more, you know, more than just the friendship feelings. It's obvious that that's what's going on here, but it's just so like, you know, especially on the heels of that that I believe speech, you know, <laughs> last week, just the utter cheesiness of it. But uh, at least it's interesting to see sort of what will happen there. Um, But I'm sort of, I think, you know, the audience is definitely going to be on Callie's side. You know, we're going to be like, why do you hate her so much? She's great. Like, she's a really great character, you know. I I like Callie. I do. Um, I I agree with you, Mark. I'm I'm not all that a fan of what Izzy is pulling out. I'm not so, I mean... Since Denny died, George has been the one that's been there for her in the most ways. So maybe, I see, I'm not so sure that I want to, to put Izzy falling for George. I just don't think that that fits. But, um, but you know, I don't write the show. So <laughs> they, they could do that. Um, I, I, Mark, Mark wants to come back on okay. if that's okay. Can I bring him back on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, 
Okay, Mark, you're back on. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, Stephanie. I don't think that it fits either, but it's, it's sort of, you know, they're, sorry to say, but they're, they're a little heavy-handed with the way they write their plot lines. So, it's right. pretty, you know, like they announce it, you know, it's kind of like, okay, obvious here. So I, I think that that's the direction that you're going to see that, you know, that, that trio of characters being in a little bit of a, of a triangle. Um, continuing. So um, I think that it would be much more... I, I loved when they just dropped the, the storyline of George being in love with Meredith, and they, they, they gave him the freedom to really start to experience other relationships. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe they're going to just, you know, continue to go full circle with that and bring it into Izzy, too. Okay. You know? That makes sense. Um, so, while while we're talking about Izzy, the one thing that... I'm not kidding. I cried when Ellis died. I cried when, you know, they're hugging in the hallway. But I'm not kidding. I sobbed and I broke when she reaches the, well, I called it coming because of Meredith's um, uh, narrating at the end that her and Jenny were going to, to touch in the hallway. I lost it. I lost it that these two people were just they they were in love and they um they lost that all too soon and and this this crossing of the paths and Denny you know being stuck not being able to move on because um he left something unfinished and so he's just wandering the hallways of this hospital waiting for a chance to brush up against her <laughs> And he got um, that chance, and, and it was it. really interesting that at the end, how they faded out to white, it showed him walking towards the white light, just no. like Meredith did when she came back. It, it was like, that was Denny's chance to cross over, because yeah. Dylan made the point, he's still stuck here. He's still stuck here. And I, I thought it was very interesting group of people that um, that Meredith would remember in that in that time of, you know hanging in the balance right. or whatever um what are you pointing at me oh, that, that, I, oh that's okay. my signal I, I know that's your side <laughs> I, I saw it i'm sorry i'm trying to get this thought out before people keep interrupting no, when, it no seriously I, the the signal just says somebody's there somebody's whenever there. you want to say okay. hey we got another caller okay i know you're there um but so do you think that denny is able to to move on now i think absolutely you, you think could so? you could see he felt it with yeah. her, and, and it was like Izzy acknowledged him there. It was so... And then she walked uh, away, and he was able to... It, it was like he had this type of relief, like, okay, I can move on like right the, now. Right. I didn't get that. Can, am I allowed to say anything? You, you or here, can, number two, I'll, you I'll can, request. You can say that you didn't get it, but you weren't really paying attention. I had to call you back no. over just to... No, you backed it up, and I paid attention. Oh, okay. So you didn't get what? That he was I didn't get making that, the crossover? I did not get that he was he was unstuck. Um, I because he I mean it, he actually shared with Meredith in my opinion he shared with Meredith that they have felt like they've touched several times before and his big beef is that his main grief is that that's all he has and so I don't even think he wants to move on in a certain way I, I think he wants to continue to have that touch he says you know you kind of want them to move forward. But 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 you 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 want that so I don't know I, I I think it's possible that he moved on but I don't say I I I just don't get 
I, I don't know that I would quite say, yeah, he definitely that that pretty much pushes him out of the picture now, and and what have you. Okay. But I could be wrong. I just I just that's what that's what I thought. Okay. Um. So let's see what our what our caller. We wants have to share. We have Claire on the line, okay, and Claire. Uh, Claire, go ahead. Yeah, guys. Um, I don't know. I think that's like the most romantic like relationship they have. Like, there's no other relationship that's equal to like the most romantic relationship that Izzy and Danny have. It's so sweet. Uh, and they need to like revive him or something. They need to do something where he comes back to life. Okay, he's been dead you a know? long time, sister. They can't do that. <laughs> There's no TV miracle for Denny. <laughs> no, there's not. As much as I loved Denny's character and that relationship that, that could have been between he and Izzy, it was time for Denny to go. There was not much else that they could that they could do with that. Um, you know what I really hope happens with Izzy is that she learns from this interaction with George and with Callie. And I think that what George said to her there at the end um about you know i if if this was a mistake i'm gonna need you but you keep taking that away i know george is so you know smart. and i hope that that hits her in the heart and she really takes some time to think about that because now she's living in a house by herself because meredith is in the hospital and george is living in a hotel right she has that time to sit down and actually think about that and hopefully she will think about those things rather than just cooking or eating tubs of butter <laughs> I hope she moves past the butter. I really do. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. What else do I know what I want to talk about because I told him I would let, I told him I would say it. And so I'll say it. Um, Cliff was right in saying that Meredith gave up. Thank you. That's all right. I need. You're welcome. I agree. So, right. I know. I didn't want to believe it because that just. It's too hard. It was too hard for me to look at her being McSmurphy and think that she gave up and made herself that way. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. I have a question. When she was admitting, they were sitting on the floor, her and Denny, uh -huh. and she goes, I was swimming. I was fighting. And then I thought just for a second, what's the point? And then I looked up. What did she say? I, I was know. swimming. I was fighting. And then I, and then just for a second, I thought, what's the point? And then I looked up, and she said something else, and I completely missed it because I was typing my notes. Oh, that's why I don't take notes, but I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember if anybody knows what she said or has it DVR'd and can go back and look and tell us. That would be great. Um, I, I don't remember what she said in that moment. Um, so, yeah, Meredith giving up. That I, I think that Derek was right on when he said that Ellis broke her hearing those words from a woman who you've spent the your whole life trying to please broke her are you typing now sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm so guilty i'm asking people in the chat <laughs> you are funny what did you say i don't know <laughs> Now I'm distracted by the fact it's already hard enough that I can't look at you and see your face and you can't see me flailing my arms and then you don't listen to me too. <laughs> you were talking about about Ellis and, and something about Ellis. And, she broke and Meredith and, and she did. And, and 
So, I don't know. Maybe she looked up and saw her mom's face or saw the little girl or... Yes. I, I, I don't know, but... Um, I liked how Ellis, when they were doing the crossover, um, said to Meredith, you are nothing. You are nothing of an ordinary person. I love that. And, and oh. that's what, and that is the will that Meredith needed to live. I really yes. think that approval that, that I've made it, you know, my mom believes in me. That is what she needed to hear. And, and that I is the so will that she scared. needed to live. I was so scared when they were both at opposite ends of that corridor and they were walking towards each other. I was just scared that she wasn't going to get that chance, that she was going to wake up and become alive and have that miracle happen and was not going to get the chance to say something to her mother or have her mother say something to her. And then when they did, I thought, oh, God, that's it. This is the turning point. This is it. That's just what she needed. It was amazing. Even if this is just a silly TV dream sequence in between, you know, type thing. It's fine, but in Meredith's head, that's what she needed. She needed to hear her mother. And even if this all did not happen, it's what she needed to believe that happened. Absolutely. And and I, I told Cliff when when Ellis, uh, Derek confronts her and walks out of the room and then she, you know, um, and, and then she codes. And I, I said, she's going to die. They're going to cross over and Meredith's going to wake up and know that her mom's dead. And... But she did, and I didn't expect her to say, but that's okay, I think. Right. I think that's okay. And she has a piece now that she didn't have before. And hats off to Shonda and one other, there was one other name underneath the writer on... on, Um, Marty Noxon. Yes. Hats off to them. They did a fantastic job. Um, Meredith is anything but ordinary, and now we all know it. And uh, and we did know that she gave up, even though Denny's not supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> okay, I think that we had a caller who wanted to say something. Well, it was, not anymore. It was actually Rachel, and she okay. she has dropped off. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, if you come back, feel free. Um Okay, what else is on here? What else is on here? Bailey going for chief resident. Oh. And and Sydney saying, you know, you're going to give me a run for my money. <laughs> well, first off, I love how Sydney says, people are talking. Okay, well, just me. Yeah, to myself. That was great. <laughs> I'm like, that's because nobody will talk to her. <laughs> Nobody will talk to so it is going to be between Bailey and Sydney for I think it was more that it, I think it was more than more the fact that it wasn't just people that weren't talking to Sydney it was the fact that Sydney wanted Bailey to believe for the, just a quick moment before she changed her mind that it was everybody else is talking I'm not talking about it because I want I don't want you to know that I think you're a good candidate for right. it. and then she realized okay yeah well you do need to know that I think right. you're a good candidate and, and I think that Sydney knows that Bailey's the best candidate. That, that there is no other option for Miranda Bailey than to be chief resident and to be uh, chief. So Cliff I agree. Says we have we have Rachelle back on the line. Okay. In fact, I am bringing her in. And go ahead, Rachelle. Go ahead. Hey guys. Um, I didn't really think, I don't think that Bailey really cares if she gets chief resident or not, because she doesn't seem like she cares. She's just kind of like, if she gets it, whatever. Like, she didn't really 
care if she got it or not. Oh, at the end, though, she did. When uh, when yeah. Sydney walked away, she goes, you, you bet, bet I, am. I am. Now, I think that I think that she cares. I think that she's not going to let anybody know that she cares. Right. And, and that's the whole point. You don't want to be overtly out there, just as um, the attendings were all at the chief's foot, you know, right. foot at, at, at his feet when he when he announced his his resignation was that, you know, they were all over there saying, we want it, we want it, we want it. And it made him look like a whole bunch of children that were begging for candy Absolutely. back off, you know, and, and I think Bailey understands that she, she realizes it, and she that's does. why the chief pointed out to her if anybody was going to be chief and if I could make you chief I would but you're you know you you can't be absolutely that I she gets it she gets it so okay who are we on I'm with? sorry like, Rachelle <laughs> like obviously inside she wants it but like from the outside you guys are right like she can, doesn't want people to know that she wants it that badly she, right. she she knows how to carry herself and and she knows um to, to not play games. Yeah. Go ahead, Clifford. Uh Mark Tafoya has okay. uh, Kim's requested clip. Go, okay, ahead, go Mark. ahead, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I just I just went back with the TiVo, and uh, I don't know if you can read there what I put in the chat, but that was what Meredith said. She says, you know, I was swimming, and then I thought, pause, pause, just for a second, what's the point? Um, and I looked up. I stopped fighting. Don't tell anyone. That's what she said. Oh, I stopped, I stopped fighting. fighting. But but, but you so missed on. Yeah. but you so missed the subtitles where it said Cliff was right. Yeah, that wasn't on the subtitles, babe. Oh yeah, well no, I was listening to it in Spanish. Mental notes don't come on the screen, <laughs> Mark. You are so great. Oh my goodness! You know, as soon as my husband takes me to New York, I've got to meet you. You. Oh, you guys have got to come. We'll have dinner. That will be awesome. You know, but Cliff is so picky that you you, you no. <laughs> You're not gonna have anything all that grand. <laughs> Can you make chicken nuggets from scratch, Mark? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so know how to make them from scratch? You're saying? <laughs> I, I make I make chicken tenders all hey, the time. We're from Kentucky. We'll bring the chicken. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Funny. Funny. I'll bring the lavender. <laughs> All right, so what am I missing? Am I missing anything? Kim? Um, I, I'm, Look over I'm your looking notes. at... I, I, that's what I'm doing now. And I, wasn't it Meredith who said that the intimacy issues seem stupid now? Yeah, she was yes. freaking out. She was freaking out. She's like, these intimacy issues seem stupid now. A whiff of Derek is not enough. A whiff of Christina is not enough. And yep. she was begging do you think this will change her relationship with her dad? Um, I think she will give it more of a try. And I think just as Christina took on that moment when the moment that Meredith woke up and she knew that she could understand her and, you know, she told her what she needed to tell her. I think that, you know, when Meredith becomes healthy again and is able to function completely function and is in not two in the weeks. hospital. <laughs> yes. In two weeks, she will be able to go to her father and, and have that conversation with him and say, this is what I need to say and give him the chance to respond and they can have a healthy adult conversation. I, and I also... I would hope so anyways. I, I, I agree. I, I really hope so. Um, especially from where she was, you know, a couple episodes ago finding out that he snores and that they, you know, they are more alike than she would like to admit. 
Um, but I think, and this just came to me as we're sitting here talking about it, that now that her mom is gone, that she will not feel like she's betraying her mom in having right. a relationship with, with Thatcher. You know, um, coming from divorced parents, you always feel like you are letting one down if you're closer to the other. So um, I, I, I'm just thinking that right now that, that with Ellis being gone now, that maybe that will open a, a, a door to her having a relationship with Thatcher and, and his family. I would hope so. I would like to see that happen. I, I think would that like would to be see some that. good character development there. Absolutely. So we have oh. a caller who wants to say something. It's it's Chef Mark again. Oh, it's Chef. Yeah, I just I just have a, something that, and I know it's a little bit. It's slightly PG thirteen, not too bad. But <laughs> I have another nickname from this episode. You know, um, at the end, Mark and Addison were talking, and and you know she made oh, a request boy. of him that he remain celibate for six months, and if he manages to achieve it, then he'll be Mick Blue Balls. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, j- j- wasn't it 60 days, though? It's 60 days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 60 days. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, never mind. I mean, he, would, <laughs> he would not make it six months. He would He would no. crumble. He, he would crumble. I, I don't even know if he's going to make it. Even 60 days is going to be a challenge. I don't think me. he's going to make it 60 hours, honestly. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I think he will. I have faith in Mark. I think he'll make it, and I think that Addison will will not. I, I really, I agree with you. I really yeah, do. You? I agree <laughs> with you. Addison is wanting to eat that little boy up like a piece of meat. She is not going to make it. What? I didn't say anything that they haven't said on the show. She wasn't talking about his meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I thought it was really funny when she's like, "You have to find another way to scratch that itch." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh huh. Yeah. They. They. Oh my goodness. You don't need I to be with a woman show. to satisfy that need. I'm sorry. I love this show. <laughs> love this show. So we don't get any kind of preview of what's coming up. Right. Well, next week we don't have an episode. I know, next week we don't have an episode. So I have a preview. Uh oh. What. You you spoke without giving me the number <gasps> two. You oh! spoke without permission. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, it we oh. we are off next week. Just so We're everybody on knows, March first, Thursday, March first, and so we will not be recording here live. But um, with Kim's permission, Cliff and I have. Well, I have been viewing season one with Cliff to get him caught up because he's having major backstory issues. Even in this episode with Bonnie, you know, the girl in Mer- in Meredith's little in-between land. Um, so, next week, we'll, we'll put one in next week, right? Yeah, yeah we'll, Sounds okay. good. we'll release Where at least Cliff one episode next went, week. Um, Cliff and I went back and we watched season one and then um, we reported, recorded um, small little... Initial reactions. Initial reaction, you know, talking about what happened in the first two episodes so that should that should be out next week in place of this live show absolutely so some people are asking in the chat why how come there's not um a Grey's anatomy next week and that's because there is 36 week viewing time for um the network shows Mm -hmm. and within 36 weeks there's only 23 episodes of Grey's to be shown so there will have to be weeks where there is no Grey's anatomy or which is why 
right which where there's repeats mm -hmm. and there's no new live shows rather right. um so we are going to have to have those times where there's not going to be a live podcast by us here but hopefully in those times we'll have something else up in the feed like cliff and stuff's reactions to some of the earlier episodes that will you know which were really tied good. us over they were really good you know i mm -hmm. i i know that i fell in love with this show the moment it came on but i didn't remember it being that good I just didn't. There were only nine episodes in season one. Right. And uh, and there were 27 in season two. Yeah. Well, the season finale for season two was three parts long. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so, yeah, so that'll be, that'll be, we won't have a live recording next Thursday night. But we will be back March 8th. we will be back March 8th with a, with a live show here. Um, is there any so did you want to read cliff no i i don't want to i a lot of people i think a lot of, you're a right. lot of people a lot of don't people want to know like anything it. about what's coming up on spoilers so I'll even read it when we're done I, I will tell anybody that does want to know uh go to wikipedia.org um and search for gray's anatomy and you will find the uh, gray's anatomy has a wikipedia art uh entry and it has uh stuff about seasons one two and three and it does. I, I can. I. I can go ahead and give the title of the next two episodes. Uh, March eighth is going to be titled "Old Wounds," and March fifteenth is going to be called "My Favorite Mistake." And if you want to read more about uh, what little is there right now, uh, you can go check that out at Wikipedia. Right. All right. And can I just share something, if you don't mind, don't about mind. what go I ahead. really enjoyed? Obviously, I really enjoyed everything you guys have talked about so far. Okay. Um, it, it was an excellent episode. <laughs> Very compelling. Um, one, one of the things that I really feel is I do feel that Cal, or not, I, I do feel that uh, Izzy is having very strong feelings for George. I, I think that she does not see his marriage to Callie O'Malley. I can't say Callie without the O'Malley. Yeah, she will even even if that marriage doesn't work out, she will forever be Callie O'Malley. Yeah, she she I think um I I definitely believe Izzy wants to be with George. I, I I think that she's felt that way for a long time, just from what I've seen, what little I've seen, and even now going back and seeing some of season one, just how close they were as friends. They were they were just so tight. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other things I, I want to mention is just completely outside and something that probably did not really uh, stoke you ladies as much as it did me. And that was I totally dug the afterlife whole end of everything. <laughs> it, it, for me, I mean, I, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, you know, Grey's Anatomy is a great relationship show. It's, you know, the, you know, the only thing is, is I'm really into sci-fi. I mean, that's really my thing. And today in Grey's Anatomy, we had sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, it, sci and and I know that uh, one person in the chat room said that that was so stupid uh, when um, when Ellis died. Is that her name, Ellis? Uh huh. That's your uh, name. Ellis died, and and they crossed over, uh, and she knew. And then, of course, uh, Meredith, when she woke, woke up, she knew that her mom had died. I thought that was totally cool. I thought it was amazing. I I yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, I kind of felt like they kind of stole from Ghost the whole rubbing shoulders thing, mm -hmm. standing in place. But I I still liked it. I thought that was great. And oh my gosh, I could sit there and watch three more episodes 
of that girl just all of a sudden just talking and then all of a sudden shaking and I'm starting bleeding from her abdomen. Oh, that was, they could have done the entire episode in that and just having her try to tell a story of what's going on. And and it it was just really neat. I really enjoyed it. And if, and if anybody doesn't remember who Bonnie was, Bonnie was the girl who was stuck on the pole with, with, with the, the the large black man. And Mm -hmm. it was, she ended up dying so that they could save the man. Yeah. And that's that's where all the blood was coming from, and that's why Meredith couldn't find the source of the blood, is because she had a pole that came through her, and it wasn't anything that could be fixed. Absolutely. Very cool. Um, okay. <sighs> did you hear him? <laughs> no, she did not hear me. What? I heard you in my headphones. I know, but you also saw my lips. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so my producer says it's time to wrap it up. Oh, and unless you guys have some more that you want to bring in, ask um, for listener comments. Any yeah, questions did, out there? Does anybody else have anything that they want to share? Anything you think we missed or or didn't talk about? And um, and if not, in the next you know five ten seconds here, we are going to wrap it up. And uh, I, I have something. Okay, go. Do you, <laughs> do you remember when? Um, Bailey was was trying to get her to wake up. You know, they they found that there was a ventral fibrillation. They said V-fib, let, let's shock her. Right. And then nothing was happening. And Bailey Bailey was starting to yell at her and saying, "You cannot do this. You will wake up. You will do this. You will do that." Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, "Yeah, you tell her. You pull on that Nazi roll and you tell her what she needs to do. You treat her like the intern that she is and tell her to wake butt up." That. It, it was great. It reminded me a lot of Cliff. You might want to take your headphones off and plug up your ears for this. It reminded me a lot of when Miranda was in labor, and George came around and told her, "You are Miranda Bailey. Yes, you know you need to get this done." And so I, it reminded me a lot of of that support that he gave her when when she needed it. Right. Um, <clears throat> absolutely amazing it was fantastic that uh, was... It, it was great um i still think that the second of the of the three parts were was my favorite but i'm very happy with the outcome of my tv miracle yes i love yes. tv miracles you totally called it you are do. the winner Thanks. what do i win <laughs> um maybe a visit from two people from indiana soon that would rock Maybe totally on rock. March 18th or seven or is it 17th? That's a possibility. Really? I'm still looking into it. Sweet. That would rock. Totally <laughs> rock. So for anyone who doesn't know what March 17th would be, um, my husband and I also do a Lost uh, weekly podcast and we are going to have a live show here in our, um, in our area. In on, Northern Kentucky. In Northern Kentucky on March 17th. Uh, time of day to be announced. So, I am so excited and so bummed that we don't have an episode next week, but um, so excited that Meredith is okay and Christina has grown and Izzy is going to and George is sticking up for his wife and Meredith... And Callie ha- is sticking up for herself. Absolutely. And Derek has the love of his life back. Um, t- it was just such a great full episode. It was. It was. And um, 
I can't wait until the next one. No, absolutely. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Something to it's look gonna forward be good to. Stuff. It it's always good stuff. I this show, I'm starting to think that they can't go wrong, and I'm gonna smack myself because as soon as I say that you know, something's going to fall apart. But Right. There's, um, there has not been an episode of Grey's Anatomy that I have disliked. I know. It, it It's amazing. It Simply is. the best the best show on television right now. It's See? the greatest thing because they go from emotional and, and crazy and and having me cry on my couch I to having me, having me bent over laughing and crying at the I same know. time. I, Cliff was sitting here laughing and I'm like, what, what? That's not funny. Why are you laughing? He's like, I have to laugh so I don't cry. That's my coping. I'm coping. Uh, He's coping. I seriously, I, when, when I'm about to cry, I start laughing to kind of stop it. <laughs> yeah. I'm coping. Now shut up and look at my crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christina. I love Christina. So... Until what? Well, we have we have one minute left before the music's over, so okay. Claire wants to say something real quick. Go ahead. Oh, yep. I'm not hearing her. <laughs> I don't hear her. Oh, she's gone. Oh, Claire All dropped right. off. Sorry, Claire. Okay. We apologize. <sighs> that was but a great episode, weeks, guys. We'll be back. This was a fantastic episode. Thank you all so very much for participating. It was fantastic, guys. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. I'm so I'm too wired. I can't go to sleep now. So I'm going to go watch something. I don't know. And uh, I'm going to go take a sleepy pill so that I can't go to sleep. Sweet. And, uh, see you guys next time. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Good night. You have been listening to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, a podcast production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. That's generallyspeakingpodcast.com.